Good evening, and welcome to Mile High Podcast. As always, we're your hosts tonight. We'll be telling you tales of drugs, pop culture, and using the word fuck a lot. Now remember, marijuana can be dangerous. Don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually going to be a test. Sorry, that's not how. I, maybe that's how I'm going to start it. That's how I'm going to start it. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Mile High Podcast. It is October. I'm going to say fifth. It is October. 5th. It is October fifth. It is a Saturday, which is a. Uh, you just guess. I did just guess. I absolutely just guessed. Uh, it's a rarity for us, but that's because we get to have a guest today. But before I get to my guest, I would like to, of course, introduce Dave, who is here with me every week. My co-host, Dave. Good morning and or afternoon. Where are we? Wherever you're listening at, and then of course Nancy, who has uh, become a permanent co-host of this show. Chris, Hello. Chris ran away, and Nancy. Nancy is here on a pretty regular basis now. Snatched his spot. You mean, there you go. You held it on. And then, uh, of course, our special guest is DW. DW, welcome to the Malai Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. We are uh, very happy to have you. In fact, we're starting off, uh, DW brought his badass bong with us. And uh, so we're playing with his bong, and we're smoking his weed. What are we smoking? Where are we smoking it from? Uh, I got uh, Tangy Pop. Tangy Power. <coughs> it's a sativa, 30%. So it's going to fuck He can't answer right now, Dave. That's how good it is, really. Yeah. I got it from uh, Euphoria, Aurora. I like Euphoria. Oh. It's a little hole. Yeah. yeah. Last time we had Euphoria here. <coughs> I told you. Sorry. The bong's hitting hard today. Yes, it's rough. Yeah, last time we had Euphoria shit, it fucked us up. Like, in the first 10-15 minutes. I don't even remember the rest of the episode, to be honest with you. Yeah. What episode are we on right now? Uh, seven? Six? Seven. Seven. You actually wrote it down. David, once again, David uh, met me halfway this time, and he gave me a uh, list, a uh, outline, but he didn't give it to me to the final day because he knows I hate being prepared for anything. And so that's a pretty cool thing. Um, so yeah, you're right over there, Nancy. Yeah, I'm good. Nancy, that one got you. Yeah. Um, so what we're gonna start off with right now, I think, quite honestly, is since we all just watched it, it's a fun thing. DW, I happen to know <coughs> know Star Trek, and so we just watched the Picard trailer that was released at uh, <coughs> Comic Con, and so we got a little bit more detailed than we got last time. We uh, spoilers ahead of you <coughs> haven't seen it. Uh, we got to see Jerry Ryan as seven and nine again, of course, and uh, then we got to see uh, Deanna Troy. Yeah, and Will Riker. And so, uh, for Star Trek Next Generation fans, I mean, th- thus far we have Data, Troy, and Riker. Who are they missing? Who's the Who's the one that you don't expect is going to show up? Or are we going to see every single one of them? Where's Worf at? Where's Worf? At? <laughs> and we know Michael Jordan would not turn down the paycheck because he does anything they ask. So, um, yeah, that's an excellent question. Where is Worf at? We we very possibly see him. I, I don't know. What do you what did you think? What did you guys think of the trailer? We'll we'll start with uh, Dave. Dave, tell us what you thought of the trailer. And somebody passed me a joint. Somebody passed me a joint. There you go. So I am not a watcher of any of the Star Trek shows. Um, so to me, it looked slick. It looked good, high production value. I know. Did we John watch the same trailer? Great. No. <laughs> this is coming. From, I don't. I've never watched any of the um, Deep Space Nine or any of those other Star Trek shows. So for me, it looked really good. So I have nothing to base it on. This is just me watching one trailer of a show I've never watched before. But I'd like to hear the opinion of folks who are actually involved in the show. Oh, I felt the opposite. I felt it did not look slick. It looked. It looked like he was on a budget. I, I, I it see. reminded me, for some reason, of the cinematography used in Battlestar Galactica. I don't know why. There was something about it that looked like that, and I don't know if that was considered high production value or not. And I also don't watch a lot of Star Trek. so. Did you guys watch Battlestar Galactica? Cause I, yeah, I, I love yeah. that. That's my top five, one of my top five yeah. shows. The new yeah. shows or the, the old one? Because uh, yeah. that's another one that people have been... Tell me I need to watch, and I just have never been able to. So It's one of the you first sci-fi shows that James got me to watch that I cared about. Yeah. That and Doctor Who. Yeah. 
It's one of the top five sci-fi shows of all times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the re- and the remake is dramatically better than the original series. Dramatically better. It's different from Star Trek. It's nitty, it's gritty, it's like it's like how it would really be in real life. Now you like Discovery, right? Yeah. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. So this is another one that the, the CBS All Access, you know, which DW hates. He does not a huge fan of the CBS All Access theory <coughs> in general. But that's what it's, it's all. It's but isn't that what it's all going to be? Are we all going to end up? I mean, don't you all think eventually we'll it? pay for six or seven ninety nine a month? Uh, yeah, it's like eight dollars for just CBS. For just stuff? CBS. For just CBS. I can get Disney here in what two months, three months for the same as Netflix next yeah. month. Yeah, next, next month. Next month. Yeah. Yeah. For ten dollars, I can get all of Disney, all yeah. Marvel, all Fox, compared to just CBS. Yeah, but it, what CBS has strategically done is they've put shows on there. For people who listen, what CBS has already had that streaming market. Big Brother Online, people used to uh, people streamed Big Brother Online. They paid to watch Big Brother on a constant thing. So <coughs> CBS has True. always brought money. But I agree, for an independent one network based show, CBS does charge a lot. But <coughs> Star Trek, think for Hulu, mm. and Hulu's got some good content. Yeah. Well, they do. Once again, Disney will have that in their bundle. Yeah. Hulu, ESPN, and Disney Plus. It's going to be crazy. <coughs> that will be worth it. Yeah. That's a great value to price. <coughs> well, we said it repeatedly on the show that, like, uh, you know, what Disney comes to the table with is your childhood. You know what I mean? They're like, we may not have all the content in the world, but we have every fucking thing that you ever loved and sure. did, watched growing up. No matter who you are, really. All right, so we are smoking a joint of. Uh, this isn't even the right container. I don't know. It's a mystery. Know. It's a it mystery. is a mystery. I was gonna read off this like this was the weed, but I actually we separated my. Better container. Like put in a blue. better container. Yeah. So, uh, but I got it from the lodge, which is downtown on in South Federal, and I want to say like sixth between six and alameda on south federal the lodge has pretty good prices the bud is pretty good there's a small little hole in the wall i think i've been there yeah that can of saver talks about the lodge all the time so it is uh i have no idea what it's called (laughs) because it's a home rolled joint too so you know that's just uh where it is uh so that's what we watched with the trailer but like what else did we see this dave what did you watch this week what do you well um a couple weeks ago, there was a trailer on Netflix for a <coughs> story, a movie made out of a story from Stephen King and his son, who's an excellent writer himself. His name is Joe Hill. And they wrote this short story called um, In the Tall Grass. And yesterday, the movie dropped on Netflix. And so I watched that, being a huge Stephen King, Joe Hill, and horror movie fan. And it really didn't disappoint. I mean, it didn't disappoint at all. It didn't really disappoint, but it didn't disappoint at all. It was a really pretty decent, um, suspenseful movie. It wasn't a horror movie by any means, but it, it, it had elements of supernatural, had elements of sci-fi in it. Um, the movie's about um, this brother and sister who are um, driving across country, and they stop by this uh, field of really tall grass. Right. And they hear a kid asking for help, and so they run into this field, and they get stuck there. The field is alive, and it's taking them in different directions, and it's um, fucking with the time continuum. Be Not to give too many spoilers away, but somebody who comes looking for them two months after um, runs into the brother and the sister, and they had just been there for two days, but this guy's been looking at them for months, and he... Um, runs into him and like the time's all fucked up and them just trying to get out and find a way to get out of this tall grass it's a really pretty good uh, suspenseful movie I definitely recommend it interesting hmm. I've not seen that I'm pretty good at trailers I stay pretty up but I have no idea about that it, it, it literally dropped like two weeks ago it wasn't mm-hmm. and it's kind of like uh, Breaking Bad where they're dropping it kind of close to when they're actually airing the show okay um, they're not you know, putting out teasers years in advance or a year in advance, you know, several months in advance, they're putting it out just a couple weeks before. Same with Two Ferns, too. I think that's just Netflix's thing. Like, we're going to put out a trailer um, like a couple hype. weeks out and then, like, boom, they're going to... That's cool. Go. That's a nice way to do it. Yeah. It's good. It's a good value, Netflix. They yeah. have a lot of great content. 
I'll I'll keep Netflix. That's one of the ones I'll definitely keep is Netflix because I'm too big of a Stranger Things fan and they put some really good shows in there. Well, that's how streaming content works. But the thing about it, that's what these things are banking on you (coughs) to do for the most part. Like, because you like Stranger Things, you'll always watch Netflix. Star Trek. Be the people who love Star Trek, I have CBS for Star Trek. You know, hell, even DC has their own streaming service. I think that's about to go under, though. Yeah, I think so too. But their but their shows aren't half bad. That's the whole thing. I'm like, if they put a good product out there and they ask you to pay a reasonable price in comparison to their show, like there are some networks I would pay like three dollars for a month. Is there CBS. so look at the yeah, amount of apps that you have right now or the streaming services? You know, if you had eighty six one, just what one would you do? Like for me, it would be Amazon Prime. Like if I had That's to pay for I was Prime, exactly. I would like their shows aren't that great. Yeah. That they're like compelling me to hold on to them. And if it wasn't free, I wouldn't buy it for it. I don't know if Amazon is necessarily bad. I just never use it. Amazon is a package deal, though. If you yes. get Prime, yeah. you get the shipping and all that. Right, but it's the which streaming is a great value. What but if it was streaming just service? on the streaming no, service, but I would you really don't pay for yeah, but if I, Prime yeah, Video. So if I didn't yeah. pay for Prime, I wouldn't have access to Prime Video unless I had to pay for it. And I, I definitely wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. But, you well, know, if, they removed, if they removed it from Prime, if they told you exclusively, they're like, hey, man, you can still have all the Prime benefits, but Prime Video is going to cost you an extra $3 a month. Would you pay three more dollars no. for their Absolutely video service? No. Yeah. But I do pay for their streaming service, and I would upgrade my streaming service to multiple users. Your music, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes Amazon's good for music. are on there and it's annoying. I have Apple Music. Do I'm you? on Spotify because they get it free through work. So Interesting. That's good. I Man, being able to just like go on and listen to any album, any song. Hey, yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, I think they're probably all the same is how I feel. It's just for convenience. I think I get a package deal because I buy that and the Prime for a year at once. I'm not, you know, it's just what I ended up with. I don't know that I prefer one over the other. Hmm. Yeah, I just use it because she has it. So, that's just, I'm on her account. So, Uh, I don't know if you um, saw this, but because New York Comic Con is this weekend, it's not nearly as big as when San Diego dropped with Marvel coming out with their whole timeline. But the new Walking Dead trailer came out. Um, and I, I kind of want to hear um, your thoughts on Walking Dead a little bit. Um, the Maggie is coming back, which I guess she was gone. I didn't realize. I stopped watching Walking Dead about three years ago now. <coughs> my <laughs> thoughts on Walking Dead is zero because I have seen exactly zero episodes of The Walking Dead. I keep meaning to watch it. And, yeah. But for me, zom- zombies are a thorn in my side. And they're not scary to me. It's frustrating to me that they have a thing in our culture it bothers me. Yeah. Walking Dead <laughs> started off, and I, I actually w- um, read the books after I started watching the show, and you know they stayed pretty close for a while, and I like that. But their zombies are actually really good. I mean, uh, you know, for I'm a zombie guy. I like zombies from the past. Um, my favorite zombies being from Shaun of the Dead. It's still my favorite zombie movie. Shaun of the Dead's a fun but movie. They did a really good yeah. job, and the show was really good for like a good three or four seasons. And then this goes back to the British um, episodes that we're talking about. Like, if they would have stopped on episode or uh, season five, the show would have been uh, epic. But yeah. now they're going past season five; they're running out of and material. It's like, how long and can you drag that, that yeah, out? Yeah, people are popular now, so they're leaving. Like, you know, the main guy left, and you know, this other lady left, and people are splintering off, and so it's degrading the quality of the show even that much more. But they just keep on doing it because they're getting a lot of money. And they make a lot of money. But their show was, I stopped watching a couple years ago because the quality wasn't there. Mm. What about you, DW? Yeah, I love Walking Dead, the first season. And the second season, and then it just goes down. Sounds like Lost to me. Yeah, Yeah. very much. It's a big investment for a little payoff. Right. In the the big picture. And if you don't know that ahead of time, you're stuck in it, which I was for Lost. And I'll tell you what. I, I still almost defend Lost. I don't know. When when people talk about it today, they're like, Lost was a waste of time. And I'm going to talk about how Lost is a waste of time. But if someone else said it to me, I'm like, no, it was a great show. It, it delivered multiple fun seasons. But realistically, no, that was... Lost progressively went from season one being an amazing show to its seventh season where you're like, or the fit, wherever it is. If it's season. a terrible last 
season, say you've been watching five, six seasons, right. but it's great the whole time, and it's last is the worst season. Yeah, it's so Would you recommend that show to somebody? Yeah, I love would I tell people to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What do you think of Game of Thrones? <laughs> We had, a, we had a good um, Game of Thrones conversation last week, so I definitely want to hear it's what you're exactly opinion. the same. Yeah. I would recommend it because it was a great, 90% of that show is great, right. and then, yeah, the last 10%. But I won't do that to a movie. I won't do that to a movie. And my argument, it will always remain the same. It's Planet of the Apes, the one with Mark Wahlberg, the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. The Tim... Uh, the Tim Burton, Tim Burton Mark, yeah. Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg movie was... Actually, like a ninety-four percent really enjoyable movie. I was like, okay, I, I, I like this new interpretation of the Planet of the Apes. And then at the very end, if you haven't seen this movie, congratulations and spoilers. They land back on Earth, and Mark Wahlberg <laughs> standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial. But it's not Lincoln; it's an ape. <laughs> and I'm like, that's and not the ape uh, police officers. Ape police it. officers came, and there was just. That was that did not work. That ruined the entire rest of the movie for me. I will tell people to watch the Lost in Space movie over watching Planet of the Apes. The new iteration of Planet of the Apes, though, it, it's really different. Um, it's the whole origin of the Planet of the Apes, and they're really well done. I mean, the, I can't remember the last the Ape Planet of the Apes three that came out, but I mean, like. That was Oscar nominated. That just got nominated for Oscars for a couple different things. It was really good. It was like Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I love that whole yeah. series. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I remember yeah. being a kid. That was one of the few sci-fi shows I watched. I didn't really like Star Trek as a kid, but my dad watched Planet of the Apes. And he would just, like, I don't see him. He wasn't a TV guy. And he would just sit with, like, his jaw, uh, you know, kind of super stoned and watch it. And I was little. And I was just, I was into it. I dug it a lot. So I Did really didn't like the Mark Wahlberg version either. It upset no, me. Yeah. it was good, but like yeah, you said, it, it, ending it was, was stupid. But but to the Game of Thrones point of that, hell yeah, people I'm like yeah, watch Game of Thrones. It's worth it. Yeah. They're like I hear the ending sucks. I'm like oh it does, but yeah, but it's the same yeah, thing. But in between, lost. you still have amazing. But episodes. maybe going in with low expectations, it'll make it better <clears throat> for them. I would say Battlestar Galactica ran very very close to being disappointing ending. Would, it the mm-hmm. the new the new series it it Probably. really. It really just slightly I, skewed it, and there I were points like, where it started diving underneath, like disappointing the, fast last season. The problems with shows like Battlestar yeah. or Game of Thrones, there's so many fine details yeah. and stuff that they leave in, or that they they mention in previous seasons, and then you have so many loose ends at the end, and at the it, they realize it's the last season all of a sudden it feels like, and then they just try to. Sh- close everything up and answer everything and it just it doesn't ever work very well i'm disappointed in last seasons a lot so i am i have a lot of high hopes for stranger things because i love that show so much and they are right now they're on that line of they can either stop the show with this next season maybe one more and keep their quality or are they gonna keep going past and then lose how cool it is because i mean like you know did you watch stranger things no no so we all got done watching stranger things 3 and it was the best season and um they dropped the teaser for stranger things 4 this week and they left by saying we're not in hawkins anymore which means that they're no longer in hawkins indiana right um you know they have you know a storyline in russia so they're expanding beyond hawkins um and it could be a really great season, but if season if they go on like season five or six, we might see the same things as with Game of Thrones. Are you stealing my soda? <laughs> <laughs> here's the th- here's what I want to say about Stranger Things. The truth of the matter is, even after season one, the monster, the. <sighs> Here. No, it's water. We've lost EW. After uh, the first season, <laughs> the monster doesn't matter. What those guys do, and they do very well, is they incorporate a great use of crazy nostalgia and crazy. The mall. The mall. I love the, the mall was the, the, the star of season the three. Mall was the, the mall was the star of season three. That is what they do well. I and the spy espionage, like everything until Demi Gorgons actually starts showing up, is usually pretty awesome. 
they, uh, my fear isn't that they can't con- that they can't continue that show because maybe it shouldn't necessarily be continued. But that universe, that little cool universe that they set up and that they understand very well, and the how well they play out the '80s, I think that can absolutely go on to a different variety of show because I think the strength of Stranger Things has been how well they do the '80s and nostalgia and all that stuff. My concern is that they're leaving the city because they're running out of plot lines. So now, big surprise, it's connected to him, so it, it's going to follow him. That's my thing. Is that, I mean, there can't be a show if that's not what happens. Yeah. So. Do you think uh, Eleven's going to get her powers back? Yeah, I do. I mean, it may, they may wait till like, the middle or towards the end of the season, even, and draw it out. But I think that's it. That's the new storyline, and now, then what? You know, because yeah, exactly. she's like basically, it's like the Superman problem where it's like, so what does beat him and what doesn't yeah. kind of a thing. Did you, so last time we <laughs> talked, you said that you hadn't finished that last half hour. Did you end up finishing? Uh, uh, no. Uh, the last half hour was Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. We watched the whole season and fell asleep in the last 25 minutes. But I, but I strangely enough have seen the last <laughs> three minutes. I woke up for that. So I saw everything from the Russian gulag. To okay, yeah. So, so I know, you I, saw the ending. I, I generally seven doesn't have powers. They moved out of town, and Hopper's in. Is it, is it Hopper? It's definitely it's Hopper. definitely Hopper. Yeah. But um, <coughs> so all right. But now let's do things that we all know. I watched a movie. What'd you watch? What did you watch yesterday? Oh, uh, how was this. that? It was a pretty good movie. Nice. I've heard it was. I've heard really good things from picky people. Well, she's gonna watch good. it tonight because my, my kid has really been telling me that. He yeah, it's a great watch. movie. Mm. Tell us about it. It's <laughs> you have the attention. It's all yours now. No, it's <laughs> like a really good good movie. Ninety eight percent of the whole movie is great, mm. but the last part you're just kind of like, uh, it doesn't really tell you why, right? It's like this whole thing. Interesting. But most of the movie is really good. I think yeah, I'm interested to see it. I love the Beatles. Yeah. I grew up with the Beatles. The so. music is the music great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, of course it is. I liked Across the Universe. I, movies generally based around Beatles mu- uh, music are pretty good because I don't want to spoil it. <coughs> I will have to check out yesterday. But yeah. it's good. Today. You should watch it. Everyone should watch it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to watch it tonight in about two hours. I'll be watching it. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that same commitment, but I will watch it sometime in the future. Did you watch uh, Captain Marvel? I did yeah. watch Captain Marvel. Okay. What do you think? I like Captain Marvel. I thought it was. I thought it was. It was a perfectly fine Marvel movie. What do you think? Uh, you've seen uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. <coughs> Yep. All right, what do you think about that one? Because I know James uh, was talking that he just saw it yes. for the first time this week. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I just love all the Spider-Mans. They're done. The Spider-Verse, like all of them. Even the, you know, comparison to when Tobey Maguire or, uh, you know. It's Andrew like, Garfield. It's like they're almost better Spider-Man movies today yeah. than how they started out. Yeah. So my Spider-Man. favorite Spider-Man movie is Into the Spider-Verse. That, That's a great It was one. So, such a good movie that yeah. um, I, I grew up with Spider-Man. Dante, my son, he's really into Spider-Man. So to be able to share his Spider-Man is Miles Morales, my is Peter Parker. Um, and then they just, it was such a beautiful movie. It looked like a, a living comic book. So I yeah. love that movie. But Far From Home is 1A and 1B to that movie. I love Andrew, or not Andrew Goffer, uh, fucking Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, I love him as Spider-Man. He is Peter Parker. When I read the comic books, he is fucking Peter Parker. Absolutely. And Jake Gyllenhaal made a really good bad guy. Marvel has mm-hmm. had so um, many problems through the years of having compelling bad guys. And Jake Gyllenhaal was a compelling, really good bad guy. Mm. Here's the theory I had about that movie. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. It doesn't seem like... uh, I think he said don't spoil it. (laughs) Cover your ears. You've seen it though, right? Um, which what's that? Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's my brand new I bomb. think DW is on a different show right now. So, <laughs> um, the Jake Gyllenhaal character, that he really respected Peter. He liked Peter. He didn't necessarily want to have to kill him, but once he was dead, why would he have recorded that video that says Peter Parker is Spider Man? 
Don't you think somebody else doctored that video with... They were making holograms of giant monsters. They probably did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't understand why he can't just explain that. And I, I, I'll be pissed if that's all he does in the beginning and of the next movie and then the plot is something else. And I've seen... I can't remember what movie did that, but they had this whole problem. And then in the part two... The superhero was just like, no, no, this. And everybody's like, oh, okay. And there was a completely different problem. The movie was about something entirely different. It is way smoky in here. We <laughs> know how to do it right here at the <laughs> But It's hard to hear when you're listening at home how smoky it is in here, but... It's a it big fog. I just want to describe it. <laughs> and we don't have the fan on because the, the mics the pick mic. up the fans, so... You know. It's like it's a hot box a room. <laughs> We're basically a 1940s newsroom. <laughs> We're just missing the little bar tray. Right, right. Let's talk about it, gentlemen. This is what we're going to do today. Yeah, it's, this is exactly what it was like living in the 40s, but with cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to kind of bounce off the, the conversation, um, we're actually going to see kind of the follow-up to that plot line because Sony and Marvel have mended fences, and um, they both sides have actually credited Tom Holland with saving the deal. And so they restructured their deal, which I knew they would, and we called it all the way back in episode two. Um, they have a new agreement, and they've already announced that they're making a Spider-Man three, right. and so it's going to be able to answer all the questions and shit that they had yeah. posed at the end of uh, Far From Home. But as, the truth is, Sony did not have a whole lot of negotiating power, I think, in that deal because what Disney had and Marvel had more than anything else is that they could, Nancy, they could uh, say, oh. You know who we gave these glasses to? We gave them to this guy named Logan. Or we gave them to this guy named Reed Richards. Or it doesn't matter, Spider-Man. We'd hate to lose you, but they're just going to put somebody just as badass as you in in whatever the storyline was going to be. I would have liked to have seen Tom Holland play a role in the Venom universe. I am one of the few people that enjoyed Venom with Tom Hardy. And uh, I, but it, it suffered from it had no relation to Spider-Man, and the whole origin of Venom is because of Spider-Man. So it would have been cool for um, Tom Holland to play a part in that Venom universe. But um, you know, I I'm just really really happy that uh, Marvel is going to work with Sony again because they make a far superior comic book product. Yes, they really kind of roll on that shit. See now I'm super high. <laughs> now I'm at the crazy level of high. Um, so speaking of Marvel, Martin Scorsese came out and was like, "I don't watch Marvel films because they're not cinema." You know, they're he pretty much said, "Yeah, he's like they're not hum- human stories and they're not thought provoking. They're just and that's cinema. why I enjoy them. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I." I can fucking go to a Marvel movie. I can smoke or take a gummy, go sit down, and just be super entertained. I don't have to think a lot. I don't have yeah. to like, you know, try to make sure I pay attention to the whole thing to make sure that everything makes sense. And then there's times I want to go see a Martin Scorsese movie where I want to be all in. Quentin Tarantino is another one where you have to be all in, invested with your conscience. And so, no, Marvel isn't auteur cinema, but it's... Great fucking entertainment. And that's all I care about. That's funny. From the moment you said take a gummy, I just pictured you carrying a giant gummy bear around in every (laughs) other part of the story. So, well, but when he says cinema, cinema is visual. And I feel like Marvel stories or comics book stories in general are very visual. I don't feel like that's fair to discredit it just because they're not, the characters aren't human or real species or whatever, you know? I think it's a structurally great story. I think when you, uh, I call them Franken songs, where you pick the or or yeah, I call them Franken songs or people call them zombie chords, where you play a sequence of notes that's set up to. It's the songs in the Descendants movies. Yeah, they're the formulated the, to yeah. be popular by yeah. a certain group, and that's and it, what they it works are. out. And, and the same is true of twelve-year-old kids yeah. and James. I, I, <laughs> I also. Love the descendants. The descendants are great, but I and it, it's a great argument for what what Marvel really does is, and they're like, we understand how to make a movie. 
we understand how to oh no i don't think that's fair i think some of their like their humor and stuff is actually kind of it's not like brilliant but it's quick (laughs) and i give them credit for that well well well, they also structure from whenever you learn about a good story it's it's the arch and you know you find the plateau and you know there are levels to a story marvel knows how to tell a story well they use good actors they get a good script that put get gets put in there it's not necessarily cinema but but dc can't seem to match that you would think it would be pretty easy to do you know tell a good story with a climax and a, and a satisfactory ending with good characters yeah yeah and dc suffers from marvel envy yeah. um and they did and um i enjoyed the superman the batman um with the bat fleck i'm i didn't love them i don't love them like right. i love a marvel movie and this is DC saying, hey, if Marvel can do it, we can too. But our characters are nearly as compelling or as colorful. Um, and then as soon as they stopped trying to jam all that shit into a universe and started just doing one-off movies like Shazam, yeah. that's where they started <laughs> turning around. And that's when they started making a really good product. I mean, Shazam was remarkably good. Aquaman was pretty good. No. Yeah. Mm. I, you, you really don't I think disagree so? now. Yeah, there. I mean, there were. Jason Momoa was fun to watch for an hour. <laughs> Visually, it was awesome. Yeah, yes, and yeah. Jason Momoa is super, is super charismatic. But I watched the, the 4K, was, beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, the story. And, yeah. mm. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Is like their best movies are still like the lower tier Marvel movies, but they're going. They're still entertaining. You were entertained, yeah, right? Yeah. You weren't like all bummed out after watching Superman versus no. Batman. But I don't think it's no, a character no, no. problem. DC, if there's something that that's happening at DC movies because their characters are perfectly fine, because the crisis on Infinite Earths that is about to come to DC television, where they're going to have Clark Kent from Smallville, they're going to have like five different versions of Superman, they're going to have. All with the Arrow cast and the Flash cast and all these people together. DC is kicking ass and showing their characters can be used brilliantly on television, but they cannot figure out how to use them outside of maybe Wonder Woman. I really wanted to like Wonder Woman because yeah. obviously, but and I did like most of it, but there I don't know it it was lacking and the story was kind of you know it was predictable. It's a problem. Uh, I think DC is at a point now where they know uh, the stuff that's working for them is stuff like the Joker. Um, That is such a ballsy move for a company to make uh, one of their most famous characters and just doing it and giving it like a Martin Scorsese type of movie. Yeah. And they're taking risks doing that. Like you don't see, you won't see Marvel going out and taking that much of a risk with one of their characters, like making it an R rated hard um, character introspective. They're like, Marvel won't do that. DC will actually have the balls to do something like that. Hmm. That is true. I'm, I'm excited about the Joker, and I don't care at all about most of those movies. I don't know why. The trailer just really looks and good. Well, Phoenix looks fantastic, and it's yeah. getting really good. They are, are not playing at the Aurora Mall. They are not playing I'm at sure the they are not. Yeah, yeah. that makes That's sense. Right. That's honestly why I didn't go see it, like, the first... I was like, oh, I'm going to see what happens the first couple days. Yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. Know. yeah, and it came out at a weird time. Kind of That's weird. Sucks. So... Yeah, well, that's because... It's rough. Yeah. That would be you hard. You can't show a movie just because people want to... just wanna, don't know. Uh, yeah. And of because of the character in particular, you know, I mean, I don't mean it like that. I, I know that, you know, characters don't make people do things, but he's an association of being, like, kind of crazy and dark. I just feel like it's... Like, no, I'm going to wait and see. It's smart. It's yeah, easy. I'm not going to play... Listen, if, I, if I'm in a theater, I'm not playing Falling Down with Michael Douglas anytime <laughs> soon, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a crazy white guy walking through Los Angeles shooting people up. Isn't I do weird? not want to give them <laughs> any ideas. Looking back at that movie, I really love that movie. It is so far ahead of its time looking at it back now. Walking that, yeah. Yeah, because like back then, you hadn't had Columbine yet. You hadn't had all... Fucking Las Vegas. Yeah. And this was, like, before any of that stuff happened, this, this guy fucking does what has yeah. happened, unfortunately, a lot of fucking time since then. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. That's crazy weird. Sometimes movies are ahead of their... Uh, their time. Their time. <laughs> their, yeah, their story is uh, pushing forward. So, yeah. hey, so on my notes here, David, actually, because I know nothing, I did not 
Read notes. any more of the... Uh, yeah, you have notes. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, well, there you have your name on it. I named yeah. one of these for you. Nice. Yeah. You're... You put down the Ukrainian story, and you know what? I haven't read any more of it. So, so I want you to tell us. All right, again, um, I want to catch, catch, catch a, yeah, DW. Crazy. So this is a weird story out of Indiana, uh, where this couple adopts <laughs> a six-year-old Ukrainian orphan. Just for the record, a Ukrainian story on any other podcast is about something completely <laughs> different right now in this world. <laughs> and this is actually happening in Indiana. I love that we call it the Ukrainians. Like breaking news, oh, yeah. the Ukrainian story here in Spain. <laughs> you know, for me, this is like the more entertaining of the Ukrainian story. All right. Okay. So the Ukrainian uh, orphan story, I will dub it in. No, I like it, the so, Ukrainian story. Uh, that's what he called it here, orphan yeah, story. I know. Yeah. Well, but you, you didn't read that line. All right. No, I didn't. Um, so this couple adopts a six-year-old Ukrainian orphan, um, brings her to their house and within a couple years this kid starts like threatening to kill them and they do all sorts of tests and they figure out um, that she's actually an adult um, pretending to be a six year old <laughs> and so fearing for their lives they set um, they rented an apartment for the six year old left it there and then booked their ass to Canada and, <laughs> and so they got arrested recently and for child abandonment and so we have an update on the story um the update is that the kid is they is with a new family, um, and it's the Mons family in Indiana, and they said no, she is a she actually is a kid right now. She's like twelve, I believe, um, but she had this crazy affliction, um, this uh, puberty. They she went into um, puberty early, and like some kids are as early as five are going into puberty. And they're, uh, it's called precocious puberty. I, was, I think I've said puberty like 10 times in like the last 30 years. like puberty. Precocious I puberty. That. Yeah. yeah, so she, her bones grew denser. Um, she started having like hair in weird places and place. strange feelings. Yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. she had this precocious puberty thing, and that they think that's why she was testing as like an adult person. Yeah, she's going to she puberty this, soon. Yeah, but the family says that she's not. Trying to kill them, yeah. But you know, if she's a hitman, I'm pretty sure she would have told them to say that. I think they so, are even dead. No, you guys are like they, they were saying that she was trying to poison them. That she told them that she was going to kill them. That she'd be standing over them with knives or yeah. in their sleep. Where are those people from? Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Right. And she's from the Ukraine. Oh, there you go. I think I think the parents that have her now are her operatives. They That's already what I'm been here. Like, They're like, no, she's really a child. They're like, just grow up and you can marry an American <laughs> and you'll kill someone else later. <laughs> All right. But you right. got where So there you go. All right. Yeah. So that's cool. I hope I hope next week there's an even yeah. further update on Natalia. Right. I think this story's run its course. We talked about it in two separate episodes. Though. I think we're over that one. What if there's like an army of people? Little Ukrainians, small people that are being shipped over here as children. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yes, that would be epically crazy. It would be epically Ukrainians crazy. Ukrainians send babies over here. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, speaking of ethically crazy dilemmas, we watched Us. And so, I guess at the end of the story is the ethically crazy dilemma. If you haven't seen it, that probably... They're like, no, that's a horror movie. No, I watched Us the other day and... I liked it. I I was one of the late covers. I like Jordan Peele. Here, let me tell you two things I think about Jordan Peele. I thought he was a few things. I, I liked his comedy. Yeah, Key and Peele. Yep. Yeah. I like his... I like that he brought back the Twilight Zone. I wish that every Twilight Zone episode would be as good as his movies are. His movies because, are great. Yeah, because he puts his name on it, but he doesn't write or direct every episode, and so they very often fall flat. But us, I really... I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. yeah. It was not what I and really... It, uh, even if it's... You don't... You cannot guess it. Like, yeah. it's totally unpredictable throughout the whole movie. You, It keeps you guessing. Right. Yeah. You don't see that coming at all. You don't all. see anything coming. Did you find it scary? The very first scene where they're standing in the driveway, yes. That is <laughs> fucking scary. Um, but... Very quickly, I realized this was not, like, scary horror. It's scary because of other reasons, but it's not 
you know, slasher a little bit. And, but it was good. Yeah, it, was it was really just, good. It, it made you think at the I end. Yeah. There was suspense. So you guys have all seen Get Out? Yes. Yeah. All right. What do you, which one do you like better? For me, it's Get Out. I like Does. I thought Get Out in the like is more of a pure horror movie. I think it kind of leaned towards that. But only that, like, I wasn't scared for Get Out either, though. But it was a great movie. I mean, Get Out comes from that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre type vibe. So I, I get that yeah, it's scarier. But I think I, don't know. I think it's more memorable too. Like when she's spinning the the teacup and he falls back in his chair. And yeah. I mean, like it's more visually appealing. I think it you know, takes a little bit more risk. Um, does, I like, yeah, I that that is suspenseful. I think it's more suspenseful. He does layers. Yeah. He does yeah, a lot of layers of. You could tell this is a Jordan Peele is someone who likes movies and mm-hmm. likes, you know, is that cinema? I wonder if Martin Scorsese. I mean, he's trying to make something that would Martin Scorsese would probably argue would be cinema over a Marvel movie and. And Jordan is which not, is uh, weird because both have their own crazy like that stuff's not really happening you know and, right and just as much as superheroes don't you know that's crazy that he just just misses it he's allowed to think that but yeah whatever yeah but he puts out a good product I, yeah. anytime he puts uh, out something I'm always excited for it yeah he doesn't yeah no I was I was really I saw the new twice another CBS. All access thing. Yes, I gotta get, I gotta get it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta save up for the CBS. All <laughs> you could watch the Twilight Zone. You know, the problem with the Twilight Zone episodes truly has become now versus the original series is maybe you've known, seen all the original series, or at least you're aware of all the stories. So now you expect a Twilight Zone story to go a very certain way, and when it almost always goes that way it becomes less enjoyable and that's the problem with their new series they did a whole new series and i don't love it the first one was pretty good the first episode yeah was really good but no i don't i'm not a huge fan either yeah see is it better than black mirror no see then i just might as well you know not pay for cbs yeah you can watch the same show with black mirror so true True. Well, you can't watch the exact. Discovery is would be cool to see. Yeah. And they don't even show it on air on CBS. No. Which is really weird. Like, how hard is it to show your show on the air on public? You know, I think television. Uh, I I really think that CBS should pair up with like a Netflix, because and like be able to share their shit both ways. Because when Disney comes out, they're gonna have to have any kind of advantage, and so. Um, if they can share stuff with Netflix and maybe even pull something from Netflix over to CBS and have like some sort of partnership going, it'll help them compete. Because once Disney flops its dick out, there's going to be no much nobody else yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, well their parent company is Paramount. It's not like they don't have an impressive film library of them themselves. So there may be a grander streaming service that's going to come out. That I imagine if, if a studio can't afford to do it. If I, if I ran a studio right now and I could afford to do it, I'd be like, pull all of our shit off of anybody else's streaming service. If we make it, put it on our own streaming yeah. service and charge people a premium to watch it. Not a huge one because people will pay you $5 to $7 a month for your shit. You know, CBS yeah, just pushes that line. Absolutely. CBS pushes that line. Past yeah, the, I, think it, I think it's greedy. Yeah. If it was $5... Show your own show on your public television channel. Well, public television... That is just greedy. It, yeah. it, there is a greed to it. Come on. Well, public television just become a place for syndication. Isn't that where all these shows on Netflix and CBS and who... All original programming, won't it eventually become syndication on USA or on... Network television in the afternoon. Do you expect to see Stranger Things? Um, no, no, yeah. I, I think, think it's so. going the other way, really. Yeah, I love going on to Netflix and being able to watch Psych on Netflix. I love that um, syndication going that way, but I don't think you'll ever see Netflix because they're they are so 
tight with their own creations that they don't want to share with anybody else because they wanted Netflix to be the only destination for their stuff. Right. What benefit do they have to sending their viewers to other places to watch their shows? Basically advertising. If I put, if I was Netflix. They're Netflix, so. <laughs> no, but you get people, I mean, think about it. There are people that don't have access to the internet. There are still people That's that live in the country. We could watch Star Trek Next Generation over yeah. the air when we were kids. Right. But... CBS, they're making Discovery. Yeah. Kids that don't have access to the internet cannot watch that show. Right. Like, we used to be able to watch a show. Right. And those people that don't have the internet still want to watch cool shows. So if I'm Netflix, yeah. why am I not selling it to USA and letting them watch Stranger Things? Because it's not like the people who already love Stranger Things are going to cancel their subscription because they can watch it on USA. And what you do is you build a loyalty to the Netflix brand, which is the most important thing over when you're as big of a media company as Disney or Netflix are right now, it's the name that matters. It's the brand that matters. It, it, right now, if you get those people who don't have access to internet to watch your shit and it has a big Netflix, they're going to be like, you know what's who's cool? Netflix. Next month when the internet comes out of here, maybe we'll get that Netflix. And you're just, you build loyalty. You know? Disney has always been a perfect example of that. CBS has not built my loyalty. No. Which is weird because it's been around your whole life. <laughs> ABC, absolutely. <laughs> so what were Disney some of the shows that you remember watching when you were growing up as a kid, teenager, that like really kind of impacted you at the time? Like, this is really cool shit and I need to watch this. Like, for me, it was X-Files. Like, that was my first foray into like a sci-fi kind of... Um, supernatural kind of world. Um, it suffered from going on too long again, but like the first few episodes, like really, um, I had to watch it. That was one of my first shows. Hmm. I I was a sit I was a sitcom junkie. I mean, there yeah. were very little shows that I didn't have to watch on a pretty regular basis. Like I watched Family Family Ties. I didn't like. I was really big on sitcoms, but I don't know. the Growing up, the first show that I had to see, a lot of syndication, Star Trek Next Generation's right up there. You know what I mean? Deep, uh, Deep Space Nine. You know, Hercules, Xena. Those were the kind of shows I watched from beginning to end. Xena, the warrior princess. Yeah. I watched Xena. I like that show. I don't know if I'd say it changed my life at the time. Oh, was the question if it changed our life? <laughs> I thought did he I, said I, it. Did I completely so, miss the... Yeah. Kevin Sorbo. I, wow, okay. like, really? Never mind. I, I mean... So, I don't know. Mine wasn't sci-fi at the time because I, I wasn't really into it. Completely. So. Although we just ran and naming shows that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you thought that Kevin Sorbo changed your life. I mean, he, he changed a lot of did. lives lately. He did. Kevin Sorbo kind of changed some lives. Um, yeah, no, I don't even know. Um, the show that I had to watch, and I was like, "Do you guys ever watch Red Dwarf?" Yeah. Or oh, I love Red Dwarf. I that was one of the ones like everybody talked about, and when you had no internet, you know, it was all word of mouth from you guys, and it's like, "Watch this Red Dwarf show," and I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. I can't even tell you what it was about to this very day. Hmm. That's the problem with British shows sometimes is you don't always know what you've watched for an hour. <laughs> you know? Doctor what? Who. Doctor Who. It's been doing that forever. Do you watch Doctor Who? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen every season except the Jodie Whittaker version and not because I don't like the Doctor being a woman. I just haven't caught up in this most recent season. Do you watch Doctor Who? So, I am a guy who's never watched Doctor Who. I want you to tell me why I should invest because I know there's a lot of fucking Doctor Who out there why I should invest my time in it, and then, like, what are the seasons I should get started with? Because I know you can kind of, they're all in there, and you can go start at any time. Hmm. Okay, so that's an interesting question, because why you should invest, is the Dodgers just a remarkably great character that you get to see almost do the right thing every, he's, he's, a, he's a good character, he gets to travel through space and time, it's they use historical references. They're very Nancy. What would you say? Damn, I can usually defend the dog. Uh, I don't want to get corny, and it's very corny. Get corny. I want you to get corny. Okay, 
So in Doctor Who, for me, what it is, it's not so much about the Doctor. Because, I mean, they make a point that every once in a while he regenerates and becomes this whole different person with different preferences and different personalities. So you... you. I mean, you're attached to the doctor as a concept, but not as a person. But it's his companions who also change every once in a while, but they don't regenerate and they still put themselves out there and risk their lives. And it's in part like, I mean, sometimes it seems dramatic as to save the planet, but they are putting themselves directly at risk in a way that he is not. And it's like a an attestment to the human spirit i guess that sounds so corny and it is like you know what i think aliens. you sold it way better than he did yeah, yeah i think you did too now i want to watch it again <laughs> where should i start at what, what uh, are the, who are the best doctors that you've had you know where should i start oh okay i'll let you i'll let you take this one because my my whole thing is so season one of doctor who is it's british so it's like maybe 10 or 11 episodes and it's christopher eccleston and christopher eccleston is a very, very, very good doctor. He's the one who brings it back after it's been off the show for a very long time. So it's hard to say not to watch him. Uh, but if you have to skip him, you don't have to skip it. Uh, you just skip it. David Tennant, season two is a great... David Tennant's a great doctor to watch. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't David know. Tennant is my... He's my favorite doctor. Yeah. Um, and I really only... I, I am aware of the older, you know, episodes, and I remember seeing them because, you know, when you were a kid, we didn't have a million choices, so you just watch what was on, and it would be on in the background, but I wasn't super into it back then. But these newer episodes, I, David Tennant is my favorite doctor. Yeah. I like David Tennant. He was really great in Good Omens, and uh, I'm watching Broadchurch, which is kind of a, a mystery coming out of Europe mm-hmm. or England. He's really great in that. But oh. I can't, he, I can't hear him talk and not think Scrooge McDuck. He's in the <laughs> solving a fucking kid murder. I'm like, that's Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. I have the problem of Scrooge McDuck talks and I hear the doctor. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, if you like David Tennant, I'm telling you, that's, yeah, he's the guy to start the, it's a, David Tennant uses the best <laughs> round lost, of the we, we lost DW. Again. Yeah, he'll be back. He's happen sometimes. <laughs> Um, Did somebody tell him that we're like you know we're recording this and shouldn't be like you know, coming and going? He knows that. <laughs> That's why he's our favorite type of guest because he just knows how to run around it. Um, yeah, if you like David Tennant, man, if you don't like the end of Doctor Who by the end of the David Tennant seasons, then you just don't want. Because I feel like if you wait any later than David Tennant, like if you go to Matt Smith seasons, you won't totally understand. Some of the sentimental There's episodes, lore. yeah. All right. You've convinced me. I'm gonna. I'll watch. Chris a Eccleston episodes. is not my favorite doctor in any way, shape, or form, but he's not bad at it. And you know, I mean, he does set up the the concept that they regenerate. It's easier to see him regenerate than any of the other doctors. Right. He's less into it, so you feel that. Yeah. No. Cool. I'll watch a couple episodes and I'll talk about it next week. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you specific episodes to watch. The Girl in the Fireplace is a great episode. Uh, and uh, See, the, I don't know that kind of stuff off the top of my head. Like, the names of episodes are... His introduction, which should be the Christmas Invasion. It's the beginning of season one. And... I'm taking notes here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and people are like super passionate about Doctor Who. And it, I've laughed and I've cried with it. Like it seems so cheesy, but I have. I've laughed. I've cried. I've gotten excited with them, and it's it's a good it's a good show. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I loved watching it. You have a young kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I I loved watching it with my son. I don't know if he. I know we should ask them sometime how they enjoyed watching Doctor Who with mom. Probably. <laughs> Well, They're at an age where they wouldn't have said they liked it even if they liked it, but okay. It's, right, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of a it's different right. show. But yeah, no, I I think Doctor Who is one of those things that are worth to watch. And that's, another British show that's great to watch is... Uh, 
Ah, I watched. Are you Downton Abbey? I love Downton Abbey. Did you see the movie? I'm not allowed to see it until my father-in-law comes back from vacation because he loves it and so does my, both my in-laws love it. And they're out of the country and they made me promise that I would wait until they come back and it's killing me. But, I mean, you know, and I can't explain it to people. They're like, what's the movie about? And I'm like, well, the queen is coming for dinner. They're like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm like, don't you know what a big deal that is? This is a huge process to do that. And it doesn't sound that interesting, but it's fascinating. Yeah, people love the fuck out of Downton Abbey. I've never watched it. There's an episode early on. I've watched a couple episodes. I'm like, oh. There's an episode early on. I mean, it's mostly a drama, and, you know, there's always that kind of, like, dynasty vibe. But also, like, there's an episode early on where they get their first phones. And, like, nobody really understands the concept or even what... There's no norms of hellos or goodbyes before you hang up or anything. And it, it's just funny to listen to or when they get their radio and they, they don't understand the concept entirely of what, how that's happening. or It's just funny to watch. It's, it's kind of, like, I don't know. But there's a whole drama side to it that's great too if you love that. I have a drama side. I love dramas, but very specific, like housewife fights, and I love that stuff. Do you guys watch any of those? Oh, yeah. That's like my girly guilty pre- pleasure. I watch very specific. Well, right now I'm open to any, but <laughs> I like. <laughs> She's taking applications for like, housewives. Okay, basketball wives, housewives of Potomac, Atlanta, and New Jersey. I used to like Beverly Hills and um, Los Angeles, I think, had their own, or Orange County. I was never that into Orange County. I tried, but four or five of them. Andy Cohen does a great job. (laughs) I mean, he does. I think Basketball Wives is not him, though. I think that's VH1. He's such a likable character. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Andy Cohen's great. He's super rich. He's funny. He kicks with Anderson he Cooper. He gets amazing people on his random late night show. Yeah. Like, it's so, yeah. Good kudos to him, though. Because he was just a producer. He produced The Real Housewives. And he, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to host my own show. And because he brought Bravo that much stuff, they were like, fine, Andy, host your own show. And he just brought his Real Housewives on. And then other celebrities, if you're a celebrity and you love something... I bet you can just call somebody and be like, like hey, I want to, yeah, I want to come check that I out. I want to meet, I want to go to the season finale of Survivor. Okay. You know, the yeah, celebrities can probably, pretty much probably call and be part of whatever world. And then when you're Andy Cohen, you're like, fine, I'll introduce you to the entire cast of Real Housewives of New Jersey, but you absolutely have to do my show. Yeah, and no, so, I love be a dream. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool if we could bring... My podcast onto like any Cohen show. I think yeah. that'd be a good time. Oh, in New York City, that was another good see, uh, a good series. Sorry, <laughs> shout out Housewives. Shout out to the Housewives of NYC. Yeah, right on. Well, so <laughs> I think that's a good a logical conclusion here. Yeah. Yeah. DW also signs out pretty well, um, but where did he go? He's been uh, gone for like five minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe lost. He him. went home. <laughs> <laughs> he, he works on a very specific time frame, and if you're not with him there, it's uh, <laughs> it just doesn't play out well. All right, uh, once again. So let me go through all the social media stuff. All right, Dave, Hopefully, we'll get through it this week because last week was a complete that fucking was a mess. mess. So Twitter Good. is at High Podcast. So Twitter is at High Podcast. Uh, we have uh, Instagram at My High Podcast, and we got a couple of. Uh, New interns going to work on our Instagram page. Uh, if you want to send us some emails, I'm at redbeard at mahipodcast.net. We have james at mahipodcast.net. <laughs> Not new. I've got to fix my, my grammatical error here. And then you know, check us out. Send an email to themahipodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you can tell us where we fucked shit up, or if you want to come on our show, that's where you can send it. <laughs> so you probably um, put those in order. That was probably the correct order to put those in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of more yeah, people so are writing to tell us. What I've noticed, James, that the more stone we get, the looser we are with facts. And so, if we start encouraging people to tell us uh, what we fucked up. Uh, that email could very well get filled up because I was listening to last week and we're talking about how Craig Ferguson was um, the the movie with Seth Rogen where this is the end. Oh, yeah. 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 So Craig Ferguson is the Scottish actor who oh, used yeah. to host Late Night. 
We're thinking of Craig Robinson. Ah. The black, oh. two very different Craigs. Oh, yeah. Like, That's funny because when you said Craig Ferguson, I absolutely pictured that the Scottish guy. I was like, I know who he's talking about. And then as you go, went in there, I was like, I was like, hmm. I, I kept th- thinking maybe I don't remember the movie that well because <laughs> it's been a while, you know. Yeah. So, you know, the higher we get, the looser we are with facts. So, if you uh, notice that we fuck something up, send it to themahipodcast at gmail.com. And then... We apologize, Craig Robinson. <laughs> and Craig Ferguson. But you probably would have made the movie better. Because I like Craig Ferguson. He has a pretty sharp sense of humor. Yeah, he was pretty good. All right. So, that's a good way to end. And um, by season two, we're coming up with a lot of cool things for season two already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to have some Harry Potter-themed episodes. Uh, I'm taking James to a, his first heavy metal concert. Uh, we have some really cool guests coming up. Um, and we're also going to have our Venmo um, available for subscribers. Yeah. yeah. And you can follow us on Venmo at Mahai Podcast. And uh, we're starting to take subscribers. So, yeah, that's where and we're, you're going to see a whole lot of content. We'll be, we got a couple more weeks in this season. We'll have some off-season content that you'll find on YouTube. We may record something. You know, short, who knows? Who knows? But, like, we look for off-content, off-season content in YouTube, and uh, we'll do some neat things. Huh. We got some people working around trying to get some stuff done. Yeah, so. and we're getting, I think what's cool is that we've been doing this for just over a month now, and, like, we, we're getting our name out there. You have fucking Lyft customers giving you weed, and you pass out your, your card, and we're throwing our cards at all these dispensaries around town. You know, we're building a little bit of a name, and so we just got to keep up, uh, keep up our shit. Yay. Yay us. All right. All right. Woo. So, mahipodcast at gmail.com. So. <laughs> I like more, more, more plug out there. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Podcast. Contact us at themilehighpodcast.com. That's themilehighpodcast.com. Thank <laughs> you.